0: Let's get started. Hey there, amazing listener. It is your coach and guide, Candy Motsek, the host of She Coaches Coaches. Welcome. I am so glad you're here. This show is more than three years old. And whether you're one of our OGs or you're just finding us for the first time, I want to welcome you to She Coaches Coaches. As I was writing my newest batch of episodes, I had a look through the hundreds of episodes we've already released. Yeah, I could hardly believe it. Hundreds of episodes. And I figured that even though I'm always inspired with new ideas to share with you, there is huge value in many of the concepts we've already covered. So today is a special treat we're going to dive into the archives to bring back a gem, a timeless episode that is packed with wisdom and strategies that you can put into action today. This is an episode that resonated deeply within the community. And as we're dusting off those virtual shelves, we're not just looking at the past. You may have heard it when it was new, but if you're anything like me, you're always evolving, always growing. So consider how much you've grown in the past years or even months. That means even if you listen to it before, you're going to unlock a new perspective. You're going to learn something new because you are hearing it with different ears. The lessons are evergreen and the strategies shared are the stepping stones to many of the success stories that you can achieve. So buckle up for a nostalgia-infused, value-packed episode. Whether you heard it when it was a fresh release or you're uncovering it for the first time, get ready to get inspired, and to take your coaching journey to new heights. Okay, let's dive in. Hey friends, how are you? I'm so glad you're here, and welcome to my world. Today, we're talking about the motivational triad. This is a theory that was originally put forward by Dr. Douglas J. Lyle and Dr. Alan Goldhammer. I think it was done in 2007. But before we dive in, I wanted to share a little something you probably don't know about me. Because, well, why not, right? You're here listening, and I think it's a good time for us to get to know each other just a little bit better. You know how this works. Coach goes first. So here goes. I am a huge introvert. Like, this is an introvert with a capital I in bold font size 26 and italics. And I know that might seem kind of strange because here I am. I come and I speak to you each and every week. And you might have seen me on social media or maybe you've seen one of my videos, but you know, none of that matters because being an introvert isn't about being shy or outgoing. It's neither of those things. It's about how we recharge our batteries. I love people and I love my clients and I love coaching. And I still need quiet time to recharge after lots of conversation. I usually recharge either by going to bed early or walking my dog to Fino out in the farmlands around my house. Plus, I've got a morning routine where I meditate, journal. I do a combination of EFT tapping and visualization before my day even starts. I'm an early riser. I'm up, usually around 5 or 5.15 to get all that stuff in. And I love it. Now, I'm curious to know more about you too. You've heard a little bit about me. And over the next few weeks, I'll share bits and pieces so you can get to know me a bit better. Now, tell me about you. You can always DM me at CandyMosek or click through to the episode notes and leave a comment on this post. I would love to hear from you. So now onto today's topic, the motivational triad. Like I said, it's a concept that was created, and I think it was back in about 2007, but I like it. I learned it and I share it with all of my clients. And because it's so helpful, I'm sharing it with you too. Of course, I use this for myself. You guys know that I never share anything with you unless I've used it myself, and I think that it's a really useful tool to help you out. I especially use it when I'm procrastinating about that next level of growth, or if I'm getting ready to work on a project and I'm a little bit nervous, I've never done anything like that before. And this is one of the ways that it reminds me what's going on so that I can come back and move forward anyway. So what is this this thing called the motivational triad? Well, it's a theory that says we have three preferred methods of doing things. It's a triad. So that means there's three parts, right? As humans, we number one, seek pleasure in the moment. Number two, avoid pain and discomfort. And number three, conserve energy. So number one, seek pleasure in the moment. This is about immediate gratification. It's like, that's why we choose junk food that's laced with sugar and salt versus the long-term satisfaction and vitality that comes with healthy eating. Number two, avoid pain and discomfort. Pain and discomfort signals that something is wrong. And we want to stop or avoid this at all costs, right? So consider that maybe you want to avoid burning yourself on a campfire. But what about the discomfort of learning something new for the first time? Number three, conserve energy. We always want to take the easy path. Do what's easy. Push the easy button. Instead of burning energy, learning something new, or working harder to improve our performance, we don't want to it's not easy. So do you see how those things go together? Seeking pleasure in the moment means that we go for the quick hit instead of the long-term pleasure. Avoiding pain and discomfort means that we avoid doing something that might be uncomfortable. And number three, conserving energy means we only want to do the things that are easy, but that's not the, always the way to get to our goals. So how do get here? Like how did this motivational triad show up? I think it's a product of evolution and it it allowed us to ensure our survival. It's located in a more primitive area of our brain and physiology. Consider what it was like in the early days of humans. Number one, pleasure was just not an everyday occurrence. We didn't have great couches and warm houses with roofs and running water and stoves to cook. There was very little pleasure, very little ease, right? Who knows what we ate, roots and shoots, meat, really anything we could get our hands on that gave us energy. So if we had something yummy, we had a chance to have something delicious. We enjoyed it, like right then, we didn't wait. We enjoyed anything we could in that moment because it was probably gonna be gone super soon. We wanted that pleasure right now. And again, let's look at pain and discomfort. Those two things spelled risk and danger. And of course we wanted to avoid danger. Who wants to be chased by a lion? Who wants to fall off a cliff or get burned by a cooking fire? It means when we see danger, we think there's a threat to our survival. And then finally, of course we wanna conserve energy. There's no fridge or grocery store thousands of years ago. And if we burned more energy than we could consume, eventually it might mean death. This drive wanted us to be efficient, wanted to make sure that we were not going to wither away And it was also the drive that sparked tools. We wanted to make it easier to cut wood, skin animals, fish, build things. We wanted to conserve energy in any way we could. So why do we experience this motivational triad and what purpose does it really serve? At the heart of it, we evolved to stay alive as a species. Our bodies and brains evolved to survive and support us. And the motivational triad eventually developed and grew to support us in survival in the world as it was thousands of years ago. We're always gonna be motivated to do things that won't hurt us, that feels good, that are easy. This is how our ancestors survived back then. They were motivated to hunt, have sex, procreate, seek warmth, shelter, and anything that gave them immediate gratification. So we stayed alert to avoid discomfort and avoid danger. We didn't go to the gym to burn energy and stay in shape. We created tools to make our life easier and we conserved energy. The motivational triad was key in our survival. But that was then, and this is now. So here's the problem with the motivational triad today. It's outdated for most of our needs. It helped us survive then, but life is completely different for us now. Yet here we are still living with a brain and a body that has evolved to work with the motivational triad. So think about it. If we only ever satisfied our need for immediate pleasure, we'd never exercise. We'd eat all the packaged, unhealthy, high fructose sugar foods, just because they taste good. We'd sit on the couch and watch Netflix because it's easy, doesn't take any energy, and is fun. We'd buy anything we want when we want it. Who cares if your credit cards get maxed out? We'd never go to school. We'd never get a promotion. We'd never want to learn anything because all of that takes energy and it might be uncomfortable. We might not do well the first time around. We might have a few bumps along the way. That's discomfort. We would rarely try a new experience or grow to reach a goal because it's never going to be easy or fun every moment. And it takes energy. Do you see what I mean? Most of our areas of growth, anytime we're learning something new or striving to reach a goal, are directly in conflict with that motivational triad. So is it any wonder your motivation drops when you're midway through a project or you've run into some hurdles? It's hard and it feels uncomfortable. Doesn't it make sense now? You decide to lose weight and yet that smell of grease and salt is so tempting. You know that smell as you drive by the fast food restaurant and you can smell that grease and salt of the french fries as it tempts you the potential for that quick and easy pleasure is hard to resist. So what do you do? How do you take back control and challenge the triad? Well, as time passed, another part of our biology was added to the mix and it also evolved to help us. It's our logical brain, the prefrontal cortex, the place where our executive thinking happens. The part of the brain that allows us to think about what we're doing, override the more primitive instincts and plan, commit, decide all those things that would serve us best. This allows us to choose, to decide what we will and what we won't do. But it's not always easy because our primitive motivational triad still wants what it wants, but we don't have to automatically obey it you get to decide ahead of time what you want to do. You get to learn to keep your word to yourself and you get to follow through. So instead of seeking pleasure in the moment, we can choose long-term satisfaction. We can delay that gratification. Instead of eating junk food in the moment, we can think about the pleasure of eating nourishing food and improving our health. Instead of automatically avoiding pain and discomfort, we can invite risks. Realize that most of the pain and discomfort we might experience is not a real danger. Our primitive brain just thinks it is. So we can reassure our inner child and physical body and learn to welcome the discomfort because it means we're growing. Instead of always pushing the easy button to conserve energy, we can learn new things. Choose to expend more energy so you can create your desires. Our brain is one of the biggest consumers of energy in our body. Thinking takes energy. Now the brain can rewire itself and create completely new habits, behaviors, and results. Mindset work and focusing on our emotions is one of the ways to do that. In other words, Thinking about our thinking and beliefs and noticing our emotions and working with our emotions and then consciously deciding if they support us, if they're just old programming running on autopilot. So that's it for today, guys. I've explained the motivational triad, our tendency to seek immediate gratification, avoid discomfort and minimize energy. And I've given you some ways to override the motivational triad so you can grow into that next version of you, you 2.0. Hey, if you're listening to these episodes, I can help you. Maybe you want to be a coach or you're new and you're not quite sure where to start or even what to do next. If this is you and you're thinking of hiring a coach, then we should chat. Let's see if it's time for us to work together. There's a link in the episode notes about how to schedule a consult with me and I would love to hear from you. Oh, and one more thing before you leave. I want to tell you about a gift I offer to all of my listeners. It's my free resource library and it's filled with the content that I've created to help you grow and become a coach. I call it the Coaches Online Business Academy and here's how it works. You sign up for a free account and you get immediate access to all of my free resources. And yes, there are a lot of them. All you have to do is go to the episode description or the show notes, click on the link and sign up today. That's it. I am so happy to share this with you and I'm honored that you're here spending your time and listening with me. It's one of the ways I support my community and I support the growth of coaching. So that's it for today, friends. Come listen again next week I can't wait to chat with you then. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week from our coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.